Hi there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cloud-Based Mayhem. And a real special one for you today as we just had the prologue here at the X Alps and the main race kicks off Sunday. I thought it'd be really fun to sit down with my teammates at Saleva and do little short snippets on a whole bunch of different topics, how they're feeling, their prep, how they take care of their body during the race and uh, good story stuff that you know, stuff that happens when they're exhausted, so from the past races. And uh, so you're going to hear from Paul Gusherbauer. This is his sixth race. And, of course, he broke his foot skiing back in April. And he, uh, But he charged hard today, and he's feeling pretty good. And here from Aaron Duragati. I think 2013 was his first, so this is his fifth. And, uh, of course, he destroyed his knee in 2017. And... I think he was second to the top today and then had a pretty wild ride through the prologue. But man, he's fast on the ground. And then we're going to hear from Marcus Anders. This is his second. He had a really good race in 2019 until he got hurt kind of late in that race. And then the great, of course, Kriegel Maurer and his thoughts on going into his seventh with Thomas Therlow, his supporter for the first four. And a whole bunch of great stuff there with, with the Eagle. And then Simone Oberauner, who lives right here in Austria. And this will be his third race. And then Tommy Friedrich, the youngest ever in the X Alps, and got third today in the prologue. So obviously one to watch, really strong, comes from the school who taught Simone Oberauner and Paul Gusherbauer. I think when Paul competed in his first, and he was pretty young back at the time, Tommy was just nine years old. So. This was a blast. We had a lot of fun this afternoon putting this together for you. I thought it'd be really fun to drop this right before the race. So enjoy this talk with a whole bunch of the uh, Saliva team, Saliva team, X-Alps athletes. Didn't interview me, I'm also on the Saliva team, but um, there's plenty here to digest and enjoy. And uh, yeah, the race is Sunday. Hope you're all watching, enjoy. Paul, nice racing with you today after it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Good to see you. Good to see you. You had a, you had an injury a while back, and this is, you know, people know about this, but how'd you, how'd you feel? How was your leg? Yeah, I, I had really super mixed feeling coming to this, to this race. Um, when I broke it pretty much exactly three months ago, I thought, okay, that's it. That's yeah. that's my season. That's I never I never broke a bone before. Right. So I was like, okay, this is over. Um, but <clears throat> I did everything I could for recovery. Of course, everything I can is like a different way. It's like interesting to say that because you, you can't do anything. At yeah. least the first weeks you could right. I got a cast and I was just sitting around. But then after that I got I, I started moving pretty fast again. A little bit faster than the doctors recommended, but it was like just on the edge of too much and not too yep. early and, and, not, and too late or sure. not too late, but in time. And um, so, yeah, it worked out. It's it's now in normal day-to-day -day life. It's pain-free. And uh, on the climb today, it was first time since four months that I pushed a little bit or three months that I pushed a little yeah, bit harder. Really and and uh, it was it was okay. It's um, It's still still okay i'm looking at it now and and it's not swollen really a little bit compared to the other side but when we ran into each other the other day i hadn't seen you in a while and you said that you seem to be 
in a really good headspace for this race. You said, Hey, there's this time, there's no pressure. I don't care. You know, if it, if uh, I think I can get to the Geisberg and we see after that, but if it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, that's, that's kind of a that's, nice place to be. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a good, good time. I'm having a good time. That's, yeah. that's true. I, I like my glider. I like flying. I like being outside and doing what I, what I love. So yeah. this is the race is what I love. And, and then, um, of course today when the prologue started, I was like, okay, that's racing again. Whoa. Yeah. I'm full uh, on. Yes. <laughs> and it. then, and then obviously, um, um, I messed up the, the first term also. I wasn't in the front, like, and, and that's right away was like, okay, I could have done better. <laughs> Although I could <laughs> be so only happy. competitive. It's a prologue. I, yeah, I, I could be only here and be happy to, to be in the position I came in and, and that I'm here at all. When you first had the accident and there was the, oh man, I may not be able to do this. What was that like? Because, you know, I told you I had a pretty bad crash two mm -hmm. and a half weeks ago. And the first thing that went through my head was, oh, there's no way. I'm not mm -hmm. going to be ready for the mm -hmm. race. And it was kind of a strange sensation. On one hand, I just thought, well, who cares? I, I'm alive and uh, you know, I'm okay. I'll, you know, I'll recover from this. But was there a, was it, was that kind of hard? Yeah. When I remember the situation right now, I can remember it pretty clear <laughs> and I knew that I was falling down. I was like thinking, does it hurt? Does it hurt? Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Um, that would be really bad if it's broken, that would mess up my whole thing. And what, what am I going to do? And <laughs> I, I still have those thoughts in my head and, and honestly, I was never thinking of not doing the race. I was always like, okay, it's still it'll, three it'll months. Work. Somehow it will work. I mean, yeah. my body always heals fast. So right. <laughs> it's going to work. Yeah, it's gonna you're work. still young. And yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also getting older. But <laughs> uh, there are super young guys around here that, that are performing really well. So the pressure is rising for the old guys. Well, we're right? going <laughs> to talk later on to Thomas and Simon. And we were laughing on the way up to do the photo shoot the other day that their combined age is my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was... I was at the Red Bull Exams first time. He was nine years old. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was young when I did my first race. You were young. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so, um, you had, you had the injury, but I wanted that one of the questions I wanted to ask you was just how, how did you change your preparation this year? I mean, obviously with the injury, you just had to work around that, but, um, I know you were working with Thomas Lee, Thomas Therlo, um, as I have been as well, but, is this your sixth? Sixth yeah. time in the race, yeah. Just wondering if, you know, from the last one, 2019, if there was a, a big, okay, this is something I'm going to do differently in anything, physical, emotional. Uh, well, there have been so many things that changed. Like I got a kid now. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> so one. So I had, I had to deal with that Yeah, as well. In general, life gets just like life changes when you get older sure. <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting like growing up a little bit yeah. <laughs> um so slowly, of course slowly. of course things changed and and what changed uh mostly for me or what what um yeah the general feeling that i have is like things have to be becoming more professional mm. like more focused okay like I, everything i do i need to to set a time for it and and, and do it and then to the other things and then like be more organized because there's just too many things I'm doing right now. Just a lot. Um, just a lot. So, so, so I was actually after the last race, I was thinking to be really focused on it, like to, to, to set goals, like to go to the training 
and do that and that and that. I never done it before. Mm. <laughs> I was always training like I was feeling like, okay, it's a nice day. Go outside. <laughs> I was always training a lot. I'm not saying I'm not I sure. wasn't training a lot, yeah, but, but now, um, now I was just thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to do more things. I want to take care of my kid. I want to do uh, film production. I just got a, a first television show that I produced myself. So I'm kind of proud of it. Yeah, that was really cool. And also a lot of work. And I, I knew that everything is possible to, to do it, but you need to be really structured, like well yeah. organized. And, and that's, that was what I did. And I think I, I did really well. I had a very good preparation in the beginning, like the whole, whole first or the second half or, um, yeah, second half of 2020, I was already uh, really focusing on the race mm -hmm. and everything went really, really well. I did more, um, like, of course, like with weights Strength also, training. I've never done that before. And mm. I, I've done like really, um, planned endurance training and stuff like that. And then somehow I thought, okay, this is maybe, maybe, maybe something wants to tell me that this is not your style. <laughs> so, <laughs> The first oh, when you had the accident. <laughs> yeah, no, at first I had Corona oh, okay. for three yeah. weeks and I got it pretty bad. So I was like out for, of training for more than three weeks. And I thought, okay, that's it now. Okay. This is the break I needed. Now I'm going to Did focus. Magdalena get it too? Yeah. The whole family, oh, even George, the little oh, guy no. got it. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's scary. It was really scary. Yeah. But, yeah. but it, it, I mean, Magdalena had it like three days and I had it three weeks. So wow. it wasn't different. Yeah. Oh, anyway, after that, I thought, okay, now is the time to really focus now. <laughs> I'm yeah. going for it. And it took like three or four weeks after that where it was really good training, like perfect. Everything was running perfectly. And then uh, just on a small little afternoon training where I was already thinking of oh, maybe I shouldn't go train anymore because I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. Weather was bad. Um, I broke my foot then. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like... It's always the last run of the day. Yeah, what's going on? Like, yeah. why, why do I try to do it really well? And then it comes totally different. So right. This was definitely different. Yeah. Have you found since having George and because, you know, I had Fallon year yeah. for years. And if you found your approach to flying, has that changed anything? Has it changed your risk, um, your ability to push? Mm, no, it hasn't. I, I was always trying to be safe yeah. my, all my life. I was really trying to avoid situations that are out of control. Yeah. And um, so I'm still in the same um, kind of feeling when mm. I fly. Mm. Uh, sometimes it happens to me that I think about George, for example, when I fly, yeah. which usually doesn't happen because I'm, I'm focused. very focused yeah. as soon as I launch and, but it doesn't make a big difference. It actually makes me happy that I, that I can show him that there's other jobs than sitting at a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in an office all cool. the time. And so I, I do it and it's part of the game that there's a, a risk compared yeah. to other things. Sure. Have you ever experienced bad pain in any of the races? Anything that's really stopped you or slowed you down? Because you haven't, you've never had to fold, I don't believe, right? You, but you've always gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, that was, I think this is my biggest, like, advantage that I have. Like, this, my body is really stable. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. I, I hardly get blisters. Like, ah, really? Um, small ones, but I never, never had big problems with that. Do you have to do anything life. special to take care of your feet? Uh, I use a, um, it's like a Vaseline cream, cream yep. 
like a glide uh, yeah, or something like a, a cream and i whenever i feel like there's an itching spot i put it on yeah and this works for me just the so yeah. it's a like a lubricant yeah it's like a lubricant but it's called uh <laughs> that was uh who was that uh one of the it it accepts athletes in 2011 forgot his name he's also writing in the um xc mac magazine hansa yeah, yeah. Hansa, he was super cool he came to me before the start and he's like here this cream this it's called brave soldier cream. brave soldier and he gave it to me he and, swears by that yeah stuff. and i used it since then every race really? and it works perfectly i don't oh, get any wow. blisters i mean could be the shoes the combination of, of shoes and cream of course um saliva shoes fit really well yeah on my feet uh, do you use but, the do you use the kind of lower drop like the ultra trains or do you use the the drop lines like no, a lot of cushion um, a little cushion usually, a little one yeah okay i'm not yeah. a big fan of the high High yep. shoes. Um, yep. I feel unstable with it a little bit, mm-hmm. so I prefer the low ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I try to not hike on the on the on the flat anyway. <laughs> My strategy was was always, and will always be to hike up. Yeah, straight. Yeah, I like up too. Yeah, I need yeah. to get better at that. Last question: three most critical pieces of gear when you think about the race. What are the things that? And this could be technology. I mean, obviously, we can't do it without the wing. But the, mm. you know, what are the what are the three things that, man, I gotta have this in my bag, or that that just this has to work right. Yeah, I mean, right now when you ask this question, I can think of like ten things. Yeah, <laughs> really all, of it, all of it, pretty much everything we all carry. It, yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> basically everything we carry makes sense. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not yeah. that we carry things that don't make sense. That we have to say that. Um, mm. But, uh, but of course, I mean, everything that makes this kind of racing possible is what we need. It's the shoes to run. I mean, yeah. I, we can walk half naked. It would yeah. be fun to do it naked, actually. But, <laughs> but I would always wear they shoes. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I would always wear shoes because then I can walk longer. But other, <laughs> any, any other thing, you don't really need it. Um, and then, of course, backpack with glider, whatever, like yeah. all this stuff. And, yeah. and the better and lighter it is, the, the cooler it is. And then something, I mean, I mean, this is really like that thing to get anywhere nowadays. It's just your smartphone. I would yeah, <laughs> everything's on there. Everything. Like it's, yeah. it's incredible what you can do with it. Yeah. Uh, if I think of 2011 or even 13, one of those races, we were like, I was, I was always carrying a paper map and I was yeah. always having a hard time imagining how the mountain looks. And now I look on a, google earth or, or whatever fat map uh, program and and i just can see it and i see the trail and I, I know exactly how it looks like so it's really great what you mentioned fat map what do you use for mapping i love we love fat map it's great so i love with it the slope angle is yeah yeah so so fat map is is definitely there and but for planning i use the sunto app in okay. combination with the watch this is great it works perfectly you, you can just Da, 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 mark a, a trail and so it, you have, you have the navigation goes, in your in your watch yeah and then you just hit the button to share it with your watch and right away you have got the track on the phone mm. uh, on your watch okay so it's super easy like yeah I use so you're it not all the time. Your phone yeah then. you're just going for every place. for every day i go outside and train if i want to even if i'm in an area that i know really well i look at the phone first for two minutes i do whatever i want to do i plan it got it on my watch and i i go for it because okay, as a backup, yeah. you suddenly you miss a turn, you're not, you're not sure. You don't have to take your phone out. 
You can just watch, look at the watch. So okay, you'll have to get yeah. me up to speed on that. Yeah, yeah, no, and you have in the big. I have to mention that I know we're already talking for a long time, yeah. but but uh, you have all these um, routes in there that people hike a lot. So it's yeah. like it collects the data. So um, it's all open source. Yeah, open source. So it has all the 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 used trails in there, not only like the it. trails. So you can see what people use, yeah. which is the actually the ones that you want to use and not the ones that are getting overgrown or something. Okay, you so. have to show me some of that. Yeah. So, I just got the suit today, so we'll figure yeah. that out. <laughs> Paul, thanks, and best of luck in the race. Of course, I'm excited to be back here with you to do it again, and I yeah, uh, can't you. wait to see Magdalene and George. And All thanks, right. man, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's really cool to do it in person. It is. <laughs> we finally have done that. Yes, finally. <laughs> cool. finally. Thanks, Kevin. thanks, bud. Aaron, fun racing with you today. You had a you had a little bit of an epic. Yeah, uh, it was. Um, Basically, everything which could go wrong, it went. <laughs> good to get that out of the way now. In the, uh, it's good to get that out of the way now in the program. Yeah, 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 in a way, yes. But to see the positive uh, things of uh, today's race, it was that uh, um, since very long, I was not doing a kind of vertical race. Because mm. for me, the first uh, hike up, it was like a running competition, which in the end it was. Mm. And I had really fun and uh, my knee was good and I came up there a second in, and I felt really strong and I was happy to be second because uh, I want to have Maxim in front of my to take off. So everything was really, really nice. And uh, yeah, the, the bad thing start once uh, I took off because... Um, Normally, this was for me like the easy part. Yeah. Because it's like a normal paragliding competition where I used to be normally good. Yeah. But there, I really, I, I mean, it probably was a mix of uh, today. I I can say a bit unluck because I took off, and uh, Maxime was thermaling on a weak thermal, so for me it was clear. Okay, uh, it's work. It works. Yeah. So I took off and uh, nothing. It was nothing for me. So. Krieger and the two other guys, which took off a minute after me or something like that, they got this weak thermal and me was the, the just, one not getting. Just a bad timing. So basically I I landed 100 meter or 150 meter below the takeoff. Then I hike up again. I took off again. Then I catch the thermal. Mm, I was in a little gaggle with you. Yeah. And there I was flying quite good. When you left with Nicola, uh, for me, I was climbing in a good, uh, I had like two and a half meter. I I was not thinking it was good to go. That's why no, it I wasn't good to go. I, yeah, that was and, that was a bad move to go. That was stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, it's stupid. You, you can't say, but the point was above us was building the cloud. Yeah. And I saw it. And where you was going, it wasn't cloud. No so cloud. Yeah. for me, it was a good idea to make maximum altitude as long as it keep two meter and as long uh, when it becomes less than two, I started. Mm. And then it was a bit below the cloud I had. So when I arrived on the other side, I was higher than you, I could control you. Yeah. And But then it happened uh, the next bad thing. So I did a turning point because in my eyes I did it. But actually when I was going to the goal and I was five kilometer, four kilometer on 2000 something meter they told me that you don't i don't have done the 
the second turn point. Right. So then I fly back to the second, I fly back to the third, <laughs> and then I fly in the goal. So basically I did the prologue twice. twice. It's just good <laughs> practice, Aaron. It's yeah. good. <laughs> and, These 50 meter cylinders have got to stop. My God. We yeah. say that every year to Christoph. And anyway, I mean, uh, three meters, they say it's out. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's quite. Uh, That's pretty tight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. What? Whatever. It's just a prologue. It doesn't matter. It's 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 the warm up. Um, Aaron, I wanted to ask you, you and I have this habit of spending some time together early on in the race. In 2015, you and I were at Ashow and we walked down off the top with some others. And uh, we had a nice little flight across the Inn Valley. I don't know if you remember, you've done so many races, but you and I both had a lot of foot problems in 2015. I remember there was a video of you like ripping the bottom of your feet off at one point. It was hot. Remember those first three days of the race were really hot and and just humid. And I'm wondering if there's, if you, from that experience, how do you take care of your feet now? Because I know it, it takes people out of the race every time. Blisters. I have really bad feet. I really struggle with blisters. And I know some people just don't. Well, I um try many 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 things uh in the last years and especially in the last two years not only because of the x-alps but in general because i mean i'm i like to be in the mountain and i spend there a lot of time uh i have some complicated feet because uh i was ski racing and uh till till i was 18 and I have uh, on the behind part of the, the feet, like an over bone. So yeah, it's like, like bunions. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, who was skiing with uh, lunge uh, the ski boots knows what I'm talking yep. about. Yeah, I used to. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so because of this, um, uh, I, I get always some problem and I have really to work uh, to find solution and in in the end the the best uh, option I find because I try of course the compete uh, uh, bl blister free um, how they call this to yeah the patches in. yeah yeah and those are not bad but the problem is if you get trouble below them yeah you can't take it off yeah. because when you take it off you will really take off your skin yeah. So these I find quite quickly out that it's not such a good solution, at least for me. So then I was uh, trying with uh, many different kind of cream, mm -hmm. but basically fat creams, yeah. which works, but still not the best for me because uh, once you have a cream, it's fat and you will sweat and you will That's have more problem. humidity. Yeah. So what I do, if you, you will see in the race for me, if we meet, I have um, Borotalco, this white powder. Yeah. And I use this every hour. I put this because it's a uh, lubrificant. So wait, you, you take your shoes and socks yeah. off and put it on your feet every hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's quite easy. I open the sock yeah. and I put it in. I have like... Uh, um, it's like a talcum powder? Yeah. 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 Talcum okay. powder. And so that keeps your feet dry. Exactly. But yeah. at the same time, it's a lubrificant. Okay. Actually, in the bike race on dry, they use it on the chain. Okay. It's a. Yeah. I've it heard about this. Like, uh, it does like a Vaselina cream, yeah. but it's dry. Okay. And that's for me 
the the best solution. And of course, if I can every one and a half hour doing this, then I'm going without problem. And this is one part. The other part, what I do on shoes, I work on shoes as on the ski boots shoes. So I warm with the guys who does it professionally. I warm the shoes like the ski boots hmm. and I make always the mark, the places I have trouble. And then we uh, um, press, press it out. out. So exactly like the same you do for ski boots. Sure. I do in each of the shoes I use. And uh, there are shoes which goes better, other which uh, after uh, 10, 20 trainings goes back, mm. but then you can do it again. So yeah, the combination of all those things give me now quite good result. How many shoes do you have for the race? Uh, yeah, I have many. Yeah, I like have really many. I think, uh, I mean, my main shoes are 15 plus I have uh, another 10. Yeah. shoes so it's 25 shoes yeah I, I tell people this and they go wait what and yeah that's what you need <laughs> yeah well so you're switching it, them out constantly you're yeah. constantly switching them out yeah it depends really on the hike if i if i hike steep if i hike in the flat on which speed basically with my knee i don't plan to run at all yeah but it's a big difference if you go in the flat and you walk and you hike i use uh, you uh, walk or you run. Mm. So I use different shoes for six, seven kilometer an hour or 10 kilometer an hour. And are so, you, those shoes that you got there are really thin. Are you going, is that thin? Are you, do, you going with kind of no padding or very little padding with all your shoes and like a no drop shoe or do you have? I have for vertical, so like steep stuff, I mm -hmm. use uh, not uh, cushioning shoes. Okay. or very little. Mm -hmm. And uh, for walking in the flat, like six to seven Ks an hour, I, I also don't use much um, cushioning. And if I will have to run, then I use cushioning. Oh, okay. So, so switch them out. because the point is when you have, uh, when you walk and, uh, and you have your backpack, what happened if you have a very cushioning shoes, like a Hoka, for example, or a Nike, um, your feet, it's also going down in the shoes because mm -hmm. it's cushioning. And then you will have maybe one or two millimeter moving your feet into the shoes, mm -hmm. which can, uh, at least for with my problem here behind, it can make this inflammation. If the shoes, it's harder, then it stay, your feet stay always on the same level and you don't have this problem. And then you have to find the balance with the knee and the joint. Yeah. So a little bit cushioning, but not too much. So, yeah. at, and also like the the stability of your ankle. The more uh, cushioning shoes you have, the less unstable, the the less stable they are normally. So, yeah, it's I I really test it. Um, I have this big luck that I can test those things on the Red Bull Training Center, mm -hmm. and I test many shoes on the on the, how it calls this, where you walk. The track. Yeah. Yep. And then we... Oh, we the treadmill. Yeah, yep. the treadmill. And there you can measure um, how long stay your feet on the on the ground, how it's the, uh, the rolling, if it's going inside, outside, and you can find out which shoes fit the best for you. Mm. It's, it's something 
very that's nice uh i mean the shoes which is good for me might be bad for you yeah. so i think um to find the optimum it's just trying and be really open uh mind and really try different things like what i use also very uh quite a lot it's a five fingers concept so like the, the, the toe socks yeah yeah uh because for, using those this yeah. year they're awesome because these make uh, much stronger your feet. You get more stability. Oh, you're talking about the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The toe socks. Or yeah. I'm not sure that's what they're called. But yeah, so there's no padding on those. It's no, just it's, for walking around. it's just a little <clears throat> yeah. uh, um, Vibram stuff below. And yep. you have the finger, the five fingers split it. And uh, it gives you a lot of um, strength in the feet. Hmm. It they they recommend you to use it as a training instrument. So uh, you don't take them and you go for a ten case. Yeah, you go for uh, twenty minutes, one hour, one and a half, and little by little your feet get used. But it was very interesting this story to tell you that when I have my very bad time on the knee, um, I was using in my head was okay. I have knee pain. I should use big cushioning shoes to reduce the impact mm -hmm. and interesting wise i start to use the the five fingers or barred foot uh, shoes basically and i had less pain so i was going on the hawker shoes and having pain and taking a shoes with zero nothing below my feet and i was not having pain and the reason why is that when you walk on a shoes which doesn't have any cushioning you will put your front feet first yeah. and the amortization starts from you your properly feet walk and, properly run. and then you will never put your, uh, how it called this bone? Yeah, the heel bone. The heel strong on the ground yeah. because you know that you don't have nothing below you. But if you have three centimeter of uh, uh, shaum, uh, infinity you, react, whatever, you, you, walk poorly. You, you, you go on your heel and this create actually more impact than if you if you walk like the 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 human was built to walk. Yeah, right. So born to run. That's yeah. that that whole that whole concept and that whole book that's been kind of the rage for for a while now. But yeah, you sound like there's a book I just read that was 600 pages about how to take care of your feet, and it was interesting because it, it just said over and over and over again that every single person is different and every race is different. You could get something that really works really well in one race and the next race, it doesn't work at all because of humidity, heat, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I heard a very it. nice sentence from a very experienced guy who developed the ski shoes from Technica. And uh, he say like you have hundred people and you have 200 different feet. <laughs> And if you think about it, it's really true. That's really true. Yeah, each each one's a little bit different size, yeah. and yeah, that's crazy. I, I wasn't planning on asking you this, but it, it it occurred to me today watching you go up that mountain again. You're insanely fast up mountains. Um, can you give? I know your training program is huge, but can you give a condensed version of how how do you approach? You know, when do you start training for the X Alps and how do you get the speed that you end up with now? When it comes to the prologue and it comes to Sunday, how do you peak? How do you get to the point where 
because you are really fast going up mountains and you, you have to do that, especially with your knee now. I think the last time when we did this, we had the last show, you said in the last race, you walked like 19 miles or something on pavement or 19K on pavement, the whole race. Uh, no, it was less. It was uh, <laughs> 60. Really? Yeah. Jeez, it's amazing. So how do you, how do you train for the vertical? Well, that's uh, something I really like to do. I really like steep and uh, when I was doing also ski touring race, I really like the steep race. Mm. So for me, it's, uh, you know, like you have like a body which uh, build maybe easily muscle mm -hmm. and I have a body which works quite good on, on steep. Yeah. I think this is something I just have it. Yeah. And um, I mean, how you train for the X-Alps, it's a it's a question I can't answer because um, it's not I never start a specific training for the X Alps. My whole life it's a training for the X Alps in a way, mm. and uh, I can tell you like during the winter I do more like the endurance things with the projects and with the things I'm doing. So I'm out in the mountain on the ski for six, seven, eight hours, and ski touring, <laughs> ski climbing, touring, yeah, ice climbing, yeah. yeah. Just being in the uh, and then when when it comes to April, uh, let's say end of March, beginning of April, it's the the this uh, uh, transfer time where I still go a bit skiing, but I also put the shoes on. And as soon as I put the shoes on, because also I really like it, I go for vertical uh, training. And uh, yeah, but it's not like maybe you think i have uh, a program i have to do this 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 every day so these i'm more into the 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 power training on the power training i have uh, i have my plan and i do five to four to five uh, um training a week uh, lifting weight. Mm -hmm. And do you, do you have a specific trainer or I know you have the Red Bull X Alps training center, uh, which we all go to get tested at. It was an awesome facility, but do you also work with a trainer too? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have basically on the training center of Red Bull, there is a trainer which follow me and many other athletes too. And in Murano, I have, uh, in my hometown, I have a, a trainer, which is working with me mm. and, uh, as you know, with my knee problems, um, I was really not thinking I I can get again good. I was having some really bad, bad time. So really um, where I was thinking, ah, that's maybe over, yeah. you know, like over in, in sense of everything, like going skiing, going I, like one and a half years ago, I couldn't push the speed bar. So I had... Uh, Christian Biasi from Budivali built me a speed bar with five steps because I push it on the left one, on the good one, and I hold on the right one. I push it on the left, holding on the right one. So for each step, I have Jeez. two. So at that time, I was thinking, Maybe doesn't, look, doesn't look good, the whole thing. But uh, of course, I was lucky that I lucky and at the same time i didn't give up and uh, then it comes the idea from one of the doctor to say okay Aaron, we try already many things now we try to build up muscle even 
if you go in pain in the training, we have to build up muscle. And I work really hard on the basic. So squat, uh, pistol squat, leg press, uh, leg curl, uh, all the behind uh, uh, chain. Getting your structure back yeah. together. Yeah. And for example, this muscle, the, the vasto medialis, yeah. I almost didn't have it anymore. Yeah, it doesn't look I do a lot of weight yeah. because I'm still kind of skinny. But I, like I say, I do four to five training a week yeah. in the gym. And also watching your video, yeah. <laughs> it was cool because basically uh, you, you do quite similar as I do. Yeah. Yeah. And just on you, you see the result and on me, I see <laughs> I the result like by, crazy. by, yeah, by yeah. not having pain, but not yeah. by looking stronger. <laughs> I mean, that's how Ben solved my, I have, you know, I've had nine knee surgeries. I had, you and I have the same background with ski racing and everything. And when I first started thinking about the X Alps, he'd seen me ski. He knew I didn't have stability problems, but I had, I'd had pain, really bad pain for 20 years. It was hard for me to walk off a curb. And I just thought there's no chance. And he said, no, no, strength training. We can, we can. And since the 2015 race, I haven't had any knee pain. It's amazing. Well, for you know, me, the, it's you had a lot different. Of pain, but it, this, like the I was really from a scale from zero to 10, I was a long period on five to six. Yeah. And still now I, I, I write it every day. How much is my pain? Hmm. And it's, uh, from zero to one, it's always, you so, always have pain. I, 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 but that's not a pain. You feel it. Yeah. 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 You know, it's there. <laughs> yeah. Right. But in a way it's maybe also good because it's, um, I know it's there, but it's not a pain. And so if I came to the idea running hundred kilometer on the asphalt, this thing, remember me, yeah. no, it's not a good idea and right. I just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Aaron, you told a really funny story the last time I had you on the show after the 2019 race where to stay awake between St. Hilaire, kind of through the Lagrave area, you started watching YouTube videos. <laughs> I was cracking up the other day because Tom DeDorlito and I were having fun, a really fun chat about the tired times, you know, when you're just exhausted in the race, the funny things that happen, you, you see things and you talk to people that aren't there. <laughs> Do you have another one like that, that you remember from one of the races? Yeah, definitely. In 2013, my first X-Alps, um, I pulled the night pass, uh, in Swiss and I was really walking through the all night and it, it, there are a couple of funny story. So. First, during the night pass, I'm walking basically on, on a pass, I think the Alpen pass, and I start to see some light, maybe down in the valley, 200 meters, some fire, like, um, and th this fire was moving, and and I was walking alone at the time. I did every, the Olix Alps alone. I didn't have a supporter which was walking with me. So it was, I don't know, one o'clock and I start to think, what the fuck? It has to be some Satan, Satan crew, you know, <laughs> and I get really scared. <laughs> I'm thinking, what these guys, they have to be some satanic group in my eyes. <laughs> How do I get through? <laughs> so even those, I was really tired and. And really, on the end, I start to run. <laughs> <laughs> and it was nothing? I don't know. I <laughs> run. I run away. 
that I even didn't turn myself. I just ran as long as I can. And, and, and then like when I was really not able to run anymore, I turned myself and I looked behind and I didn't see this light anymore. And I say, oh, good. <laughs> I'm safe. There was probably never anything there. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, and then basically... Uh, the next day, actually, I fly very good. I went to Interlaken and, and I didn't fall asleep, even though I was really tired. But the day after, I took off from the Lushen Pass and I had to fly to the uh, Matterhorn. And the next turning point was Santiller. And I remember really well, I was really tired. And when I was crossing Verbier, I I was really falling asleep, but I was at the same time not falling asleep because I was concentrated to find the next thermal. And so I'm flying, flying and thinking about the thermal, but tired. And then when I hit the thermal and I was like 50 meters next to the rock, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <So>. Perfect timing. <laughs> So I'm falling asleep in a strong thermal 50 meters next to the cliff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. I just can't believe we do this. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and see you and have you on the show, of course. And I wish you all the best in the race. Hey, and you glad your knee's feeling better. And uh, can't wait to see you out there, buddy. Yeah. Nice. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thanks, bud. Marcus, thanks for coming down and, and doing a little show for us here. Uh, I haven't had you on the podcast before, so I've been looking forward to talking to you. But congratulations on the prologue today. How'd it go for you? Yeah, the prologue was super nice, actually. Um, it, uh, the the Xabs mood came came up a little bit to, yeah. to get ready for the race to race across the Alps. And uh, it's sometimes it's kind of, to be honest, kind of annoying with all the, the organizational stuff, um, the sure. gear check, glider check, uh, shootings, and so on. It's a long week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm really looking forward to the race. And prologue was just fun. I can up flying around with with all the other Xups athletes, and then seeing some some helicopters flying around, filming the stuff. This was That's the first cool. one we've had uh, flying since 2015. You know, 2017 was the rainy, terrible one. Yeah. And then last year, you know, we, it was windy. So that was yeah. nice. It was nice to be able to fly again on the prologue. That yeah. Was, it was a fun, fast course. That was Definitely. cool. Last time in the, you were a rookie in the last one, 2019. Yep. Uh, you were ripping with the, the kind of top 10 there. We were, you and I were together going into day eight and I had a terrible day and you made a really nice run down to kind of the little grave area and stuff. And then something happened You're kind of last 18 hours or 24 hours or maybe yeah. even more. Um, what happened? I, I never got to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, well, at, at the beginning we made some rookie mistakes, like pretty much every rookie is doing yeah. and everybody is telling, don't do this rookie mistake. <laughs> we, we did not, uh, we we couldn't find our flow oh. and uh, then we messed it up at one takeoff and then it was just fine and we were flying and at one point we were around the top 10 place and whoa crazy mm. i think i pushed a little bit too hard in the beginning of the race and um after like eight nine ten days you really feel the the tiredness and you're exhausted and I, I made the uh, a mistake 
while flying to Priya. So I, I did not really know that this area is quite stable mm. and I got below an inversion layer. And um, I, I tried to break through like three times and on the same place, same time, I just could fly, outfly um, the, the inversion. And then I decided to top land. Top landing was fine. Um, and the plan was just easy. Hike up through the inversion, you, take yeah. off again. Sure. Let's go. Um, and it was a great flying day. And while, while hiking up, I had really light shoes. <laughs> and I was checking my mobile phone, hiking up uh, just straight um, through some some not uh, not good uh, terrain to hike. Yeah. And uh, there was like a hole and I stepped into it and I, I hurt my ligament. And ah. it, it, it's, uh, it got really thick and, and swollen. And um, you rolled your ankle. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. a sprain or something. And then and we we had like uh, my team came to me, and we had like a little bit of rest and cooling and stuff. And at this point uh, around Monteviso, there was a thunderstorm developing, and for me it was clear well I can fly just one time. Hiking is no option. Hmm. And uh, well, I decided to glide down into the valley before the thunderstorm. Um, arrived yeah. at, at my place and I said well if I land I can't do anything just wait <laughs> wait till the end till, till the end yeah and we called uh, Christoph Weber um, if we can cancel the race now and then he said yeah well if we do this um, we we throw out yeah um, because of injury and then we said okay well then we just drink coffee and wait <laughs> yeah yeah perfect <laughs> we'll just relax and heal <laughs> yeah it was kind of a sad end um but yeah ah, you did Shit well happens. man yeah you you really did well what what uh you know you said you made a lot of mistakes early what are the things that you learn from that that you're bringing to this race yeah, several times. It's had several things actually. Um, the the first mistake we we had a really good plan, but when 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 you when you go into the race and fly with with Kriegemara, Maxim, with with you and all the I, I, I say legends, and uh, well, I'm I'm not uh, I'm flying for well now six years, but uh, last except it was four years. Jeez, and. Wow. Um, it's kind of stupid if you think you are smarter than the others and they go left and you go right. <laughs> but the, the, the point was um, I had before the race, I pushed too much. Um, I had some knee problems and um, pushing in uneven terrain was not the best idea. Mm. And Kriegel just said, well, he doesn't want to hike on the flats. So he goes this way and everyone was following him. And we actually had the plan to to glide to Kuchel and Golling and just hike and would be much, much more efficient and, and better for my knee. Mm. And then hike uh, on, on steep terrain, no track. Um, and then it was like following the others to maybe get back to them. Mm. And... Um, we kind of missed uh, one takeoff and I, I I saw like 10, 15 gliders flying above me and, and I took off like three times, top landed again because the... the, the right here at St. Johan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, day two. Yeah, and you passed me and you took off uh, out yeah. of some bushes and then I said, hey, 
why we don't go up there. <laughs> I felt so bad for you that day because I you were ahead of me and you launched and then immediately landed down below and I, and it was so hot that day too. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I struggled up there though. I, with with the takeoff, yes. Yeah, I, I, can I blew my whole bee cascade. I had to fly all the way to Asha with no oh. bees on one side. I yanked it out of the. I got so frustrated up there. I couldn't yeah. get off the hill. Yeah. Uh, but you had it worse. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, but uh, at the takeoff, <clears throat> I had the supporter who uh, could help me out because I yeah. had like two tries, and and then it worked, and I could jump uh, uh, into the air. Yeah. Um, well, and actually, this was the best thing which can happen because we were far away from the first group. Mm -hmm. There were some behind, but I just said, now we watch on on ourselves. We look how we can proceed. Yeah, and it turned out to be really good. Just make the best out of the situation. Sure, and we like. Four or five days, we ended up uh, flying with with Gaspar and Tom and and you and yeah. Simon. Uh, the gaggle between top uh, uh, place uh, rank five and and ten. Yeah, and um, we we passed Mont Blanc, and well, I, I told my supporters well on the valley crossings and while slide in in soft thermals uh, turning I, I started to to close my eyes to get some rest while flying and and then they said mm, okay <laughs> i almost fall asleep while while eating <laughs> and then i said okay maybe let's uh, take it more easy and 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 uh, rest two hours earlier but mm. i was saying i was like why just continue keep the flow alive and um from that point we we paused a little bit more and um i don't know at this point when when i stopped the flow it starts uh, it started to get really worse um, ah, okay. I, I got more tired more sleepy uh, a little bit lack of motivation and then um we started to to push with the goal to reach monaco but we were like 300 kilometer You're still, away yeah. you get too far ahead yeah. in your mind yeah. and if, if you're too far ahead um you you lose the 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 vision of of your surrounding mm. right at the moment and this is important yeah you you went you went for the outcome goal instead of the process goal yeah and that's that's one of the things that i try to keep relearning yeah especially yeah. in this race you you got to stay in the now don't you yeah. it's really that's very very important um I've worked with Thomas a little bit on that, you know, Kriegel's supporter that talking about, you know, you're going to make mistakes when you make mistakes. It's the attitude is really important. You yeah. know, Oh, that was cool. I learned something from that rather than fuck. Yeah. I can't believe I just bombed out in the middle of the day. You know, you have to keep this kind of, like you said, flow. Oh, that was interesting. How will you utilize that this time? How, how will you, how will you try to stay more in flow? Um, I, I analyzed all my competitions, um, and, uh, well, due to the pandemic, um, I, I couldn't, uh, participate in that much competitions, obviously, yeah, yeah. um, but we had the Dolomite Superfly and I, I tested out something just pushing from, from seven to, to, uh, 9 PM, um, all day because it's a much shorter race than the XAPS. Sure. And, uh, the, the the learning was if i push really hard and i focus just on going on going straight 
um, you, I, I lost the, the freedom of the flying. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of, I was good in the beginning, but then I, 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 I didn't see other routes, which were obviously, because out of the situation, yeah. much more efficient. And uh, then I got stuck somewhere and... Interesting. Yeah. I, I, and then, so pushing too hard doesn't work. No. Yeah. And um, for me, I can really keep in the flow when when I'm I'm pushing a little bit, but I'm more relaxed and have the time to look around, see enjoy. if there are some birds, enjoy a little bit, yeah. um, and just feel good and do my my own stuff yeah if i have a plan and sometimes plans are shittier also yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um most of the situations when i had a really good competition um i i just was walking on a really shitty day along the valley and then i said okay maybe it opens a little bit and it started to open and then i said okay let's go up and if you look into the forecast, you, yeah, you don't see any flying window. Yeah. And then you go up so a little bit in a valley wind and make huge glides or even find terminals. Yeah. And and those are special. That's that's super great. And yeah. that's for me the the most uh, intense and, and best moments in hike and fly competitions. Because you have to make the best out of it and you check the forecast and shitty days you just see what happens yeah. and in most cases you make super special and cool flights yeah. yeah that's a great segue so last question is what what's the one thing if you could pick one thing that drove you to apply again this time what, what was that when you thought okay july 1st it's open it's time to apply what was the one thing that made okay i gotta do it again um i i thought a lot about um applying again I think the most um, important fact was for the first time, I, I did not really know what what I will expect during the race, how long, two weeks, it's it's huge, yeah. um, how to, to deal with the time and all that stuff. And at some points, we, we could really fly well and, 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 and fly with the top pilots. And the end was kind of sad. And I focused too much on the sad end at the beginning. And hmm. um, I almost fell like into some kind of depression mm -hmm. because I was just focusing on, on the sad end. Yeah. But overall, it's, it was just a cool experience and adventure with my team. And um, the, the, the thing why I wanted to um, compete again was it's like an unfair fulfilled task yeah I, I unfinished I, story yeah I, I don't i don't push for some ranking i i want to finish the task i want to reach monaco well yeah. now it's salam yeah yeah but it doesn't make much of a difference sure um but well kind of if you never reached monaco um it's it's kind of a cool story to cross all the alps to sure. monaco to the sea sure Marcus, thank you. That was great. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to racing with you again. And it's good to see you here again. And I uh, wish you all the best. Yeah, thanks, Kevin, for the nice chat. Awesome. And let's have a great race. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Kriegel, great to see you, race with you again, have you back on the show, and congratulations on the win today. That's a nice way to start the X-Alps. Thank you, Gavin. Yeah, it was a pleasure. For me, it was a bit um, stressful day, or, or I was really nervous again. Really? After such a long period without competition, so mm. it felt good. And finally, I want really to keep calm, race, and uh, to, to do it as controlled as possible. And finally, for me, it was possible, and I raced with Maxim in the front, and it was a, it was a pleasure. And in the end, it was a small tactic difference, and um, my glider works well finally, and so I was able to win with this with this mortal lead. You mentioned I, I saw uh, an interview with you recently that you hadn't you hadn't gotten your glider yet, so that's you must have just gotten it. Yeah, we had some problem, or others had some problem with the new gliders, and finally we decided to to bring the old one. Oh. So I fly the last uh, two years with the same wing. And uh, for me, it's a comfortable situation because I know how it works and yeah. that it works. And finally, uh, it, it's good. And the, the differences to the new wings are not big, but it's um, it's more a mental thing because flying a new competition with a new glider, it's always more motivated. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, for this... For this, for also the, the the day or to win the day was was very good because after I I felt um, better and then uh, to be sure that I have the right equipment and and it, it should works anyway because it's a it's an adventure race and it's a really not a really paralleling competition so sure. the glide is not that important mm. in the, in the last um, performance than uh, for example a paralleling World Cup. Mm. Now, I might be wrong here, but it seems to me, you know, my first year was 2015, uh, which was the first year that we had the prologue. I, I, I gather that you didn't take it very seriously then, but in the last couple, you've really gunned, you've really gone hard. Uh, I know you always physically train really hard, but how important is it to you? Yeah, I, I really like to improve my body. Mm. So I, I did a, a serious training uh, in the last 12 years. And I'm coming more old. The re re recovery time needs more time, but but I'm I'm still can improve a little bit. But um, yeah, maybe it's not that important to be so fit as possible, or but it's more important to be uh, really constant in in um, in walking on the street and uh, to bring performance every day, because it's for me it's a big difference to be in a short race very fast, or to bring performance every day for 17 and a half hours. Mm. So, and in the winter, I really pushed the, the small races for, for a quick time. Mm -hmm. And in spring, I started to do the long trainings that had the walk on the flat with my glider to be ready to bring performance every day and have a good recovery. Do you have any trouble with your feet? Yes, I had. Uh, and, and it's stupid because uh, I I thought I'm smart after 12 years uh, training and do competition and I was often overloaded so I had some problems and I know that the recovery it's always a long and hard time and I really wanted not to destroy myself in this spring but there was the wings for life world run yeah and it was uh, really interesting and I, I did it last year too and I was really motivated to to compare to last year and i run with my boys they follow me by bike oh cool and they support me and it was a, a nice day and i was pushing and i felt good i not felt every any problem during the the 40k 
run and on the day after I realized that the the leg the Achilles oh, uh, it's Achilles. It, it was a bit overloaded and I thought it, it will be good after a week but it was an inflammation that was not good after a week mm. and, and then I was thinking about um, to do less training I, I felt that running down for example is working but flat running and uphill it's very bad for this so I started to do more mountain biking and took the cable car up to run down oh, really? so it was a new experience to me yeah. but but I felt that something is not good and and it takes really a lot of time to recover and for three and a half weeks I was not really training uh, physically hard and then I started to have a better recovery with the uh, physiotherapy I, in the end I made an ultrasound therapy to to get uh, more quick Mm. healthy and now it's um yeah it was on the end it was quite quite tight because uh, i'm recovered completely uh, since 10 days so, really yeah. so this just just happened yeah yeah wow so uh, it, it uh, all the may i i was was uh, break down by by this problem and and finally i'm i'm fine but but it was uh, yeah, a almost tight. yeah it was very tight yeah <laughs> so and it you... was a good lesson lesson to yeah. more smart on the next time right and do you have any trouble steve bramfit did it you guys did a big walk this winter and yeah. he did a little write-up about and i was really excited to read it and there wasn't much detail about how you prevent blisters do you have a do you have a special way that you take care of your feet yes um i i know that it's really important that the socks mm -hmm. and your inlets in the shoes and your shoes fits together i have some inlets they are too slippery Mm -hmm. and I have some inlets they are too, too like glue yeah and then my my foot my skin moves in the socks and this is very dangerous for blisters and if the socks slippers on the inlet then it's also bad mm -hmm. so that, that this plays together it's very important when you say inlet the insole the insole yeah, yeah. okay yeah gotcha and I have different shoes uh my wife told me I have uh, 27 shoes. <laughs> yeah, about the same. <laughs> it's a bit special, um, <laughs> but I'm really know that the shoes are very important. Yeah. And in generally, I tested all shoes in the flat on the on the road. Yeah. Uh, on the trails, it's it's not that important than on the road, and then it's important to to train on the flat and a little bit climbing and a little bit downhill. Yeah. And every everything it's on the in the grass or in the off-road it's less important about the flat um, it's sometimes a problem for my my fits and finally i also do um i put on vaseline on my oh, okay. um, feet and not when it's a problem i do it generally okay so every day uh, the vaseline maybe works for four or five hours and then i i have to put it on again okay and what I also do is while walking on the flat, I change my shoes every 15, 20 K. Yeah. So it's not, um, it's not that, that I can walk differently, but that my feet are loaded differently. differently. Yeah. And also the insole uh, in, in, in the different shoes are different. And so I have for this race, I bring uh, six shoes, six different shoes for road and trail. Okay. And then also uh, mountaineering, mountain shoes. Yeah, for sure. If you go really uh, in the snow. Yeah, but I think already 
to the, for the road two different shoes and for the trails three different shoes makes sense to switch yeah because of the different load on these long days yeah what's the hardest thing you found in your six races and the x-ups and then you do all the other ones too to take care of what's what's the thing that's the is there been a a, a needling little you know, you had the knee injury in 2017, I think, 17, but is yeah. there, is there any, any overuse injuries or anything that's just, God, this <clears throat> thing's back. In general, I was, was always, uh, with uh, small problems, but it was nothing that destroyed me completely. Hmm. I, I guess Aaron had more problem after his, um, downhill in 2017. Yeah. And what I do, it's a lot of gym training, power training, mm -hmm. um, especially my legs and with strong weights, but also with, um, with the coordination. Yep. So, uh, for example, I, I, I clean my teeth on a, on a soft ground, on mm. a soft ball yeah. and to stay on the soft ground for five minutes each day. And I do slack lining, for example, and all these small moves and also running off road. Uh, for sure, it gives a good uh, foot and leg stability, ankle strength, and yeah, you know. exactly. And this helps to to be more resistant during the race. And I guess that in 2017, for sure, the the first day was bad weather, and we walked all the way. But I was not. I was too lazy with the power training in the spring. Oh. I made a, a power training in the winter, and then I start ski touring, and I I start running, and I I I put away the the power training so i lost muscles and also stability ah. and for for this i i made more trainings uh in in 2019 and for sure now mm -hmm. to every week for minimum one uh, time one hour really hard uh with weight hard power training do you work with a trainer no because i i i know that the trainer can control me and if I can control myself with a good motivation, I don't need a train. Mm -hmm. But I have a good um, connections with other athletes. So I ask them for new exercises and what they do. And then I try it out because I think anyway, it's good to switch uh, exercises often mm -hmm. and to try new loads to, to get new um, muscles. Because if you do every week, uh, always the same exercise with the same weight, yeah it's not efficient you talked about cross training the using the softball when you're doing when you're brushing your teeth and slack lining do you feel like that's also crossing over to flying as well do you do other things there that are balance oriented that you feel helps flying as well mm, not really for sure it's good to have strong legs for the acceleration yeah to 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 fly with speed all the day but um with the new wings, with the B handles, it's not so important anymore. Yeah, it's pretty soft, isn't it? Five years ago, yeah, it's softer and more comfortable. But in in general, it's good to be physically ready to to do the long flights because the concentration can be longer on the how to fly or where to fly instead of um, of this, uh, thinking about the tiredness and yeah and and uh, fly with speed. I I guess. Hmm. Yeah. What part of the course do you think is going to be the toughest? Is it, it you've been, um, I've, I've heard you be a little, you know, quite vocal that it obviously it can be pretty fast. They're taking us, 
in a lot of the route is some pretty fast terrain, you know, in your, your neck of the woods down the Rhone, um, with good weather. Uh, but what do you, what do you think, what's the, what's the part or parts of the course that trouble you most? Yeah, for, for us, we say we are have, we, 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 we say we have three heights. So that low level is the roads in rain yep. and it's very easy to calculate and to walk. And the high level is the Alpine, um, where, where you can go up above the tree line and then you fly. Yep. And the, the biggest trouble we see in the mid in the medium layer, which is often in the forest, hills, windy, and, and no takeoffs and no landings. Hmm. And for this, we see that the, the leg from Lermos um, until the Switzerland Santis turn point, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. often in this um, area with the mid layer. Yeah. And then it, it's really difficult to, to have straight lines to walk and often on the hills, no takeoffs and you have really to know where to go. Mm. If it's flyable, for sure, you can cross over easy. Sure. But if not, then, then it's, it's troubling. And for me, it's, um, it's also a new area. We never was so low, so north of, of the Alps yep. in, in uh, crossing towards Switzerland. And I know this area a bit, but also that there is a stable breeze from the north come in every day hmm. and it makes the flight more difficult. Sure. And after for sure, it's, um, it's, it's high alpine and, and more easy if we have good weather. Otherwise it's, it's, uh, hard to walk for sure with the up and downs. And then the south is or the west part around the Mont Blanc. It's the question about the weather. Because if it's flyable, it's one hour and done. And if not, it's one day. Yeah. So there was some discussions about this 1,200K to do it in 10 days. Yes, it's an average yeah. of, of my speed over the last six editions. But in these editions, the turn point wasn't so difficult sure. than now. Yeah. So now it have, the weather has to be better than the average in the past. Mm. And we had good weather. Yeah. I remember 2007. Alex Hofer walked to the snow in the in the Furka Pass and the supported cart with the summer wheels was not following. So it's uh if happened this this year, for sure twelve days it's not enough. Yeah. Right. But um the most interesting part for sure it's after the Mont Blanc, because you can choose different ways. Yeah. And the ways are not easy to switch. So if you choose one way for example the south you have to stay south of the alps yeah if you go north back to valleys you have to stay there and you have a uh, extra way to do because it's a longer way but it's highway if yeah. it's flyable Fast. i guess it's faster yeah to do it the extra way and uh, i'm really happy to do this part because um yeah i think you, it could be fly. fascinating you could have yeah. i mean there's there's yeah. there's five main ways to get yeah. through and yeah. more and it's um it's 245k from the Mont Blanc to the Pizza Palu. Hmm. And in a good day we can do it in one day. Yeah. Because it's all downwind. Downwind, I hope, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm specially focused on the on the last part of the race. Okay. To come from Meran, Kronplatz back to the goal. Mm -hmm. Because um I think if if you are tired and you are so close from the goal. You have to know exactly what to do. Hmm. For sure, the area, it's easy. But at, actually, one week before we are there, 
it's uh, quite a lot of snow. Yeah, and it's very snowy this year. It's snowy and uh, depends on which time on a day you arrive and which cloud base you have. Mm. And uh, the worst case for sure is to fly into the valley in the evening with a low base. Yeah. Then you have to land on a place where you don't know what the snow it's 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 doing. And I know that uh, that with the running shoes you can be stuck in a in a meter of snow. Yeah. For Post holing sure. hell yeah. in the summer, isometric, yeah. isothermic. Yeah. And I it can be miserable. I I really be careful with these situations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because it's not. Until now, I did six races, and almost every race was was always pushing. And on this race with the snow, it can be happen that it's not about pushing; it's about uh, safety. Yeah, pulling to, back to, a little to bit. arrive in Poland. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's there's some there's some uh, potential overhanging hazards out there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, I was talking to Thomas this morning, and your team is. Back to the original. The, it's just you and him. I understand you have a media guy in the Land Rover, but um, what's it feel like to be back with your your guy? You're, it, that's got to be really exciting. Yeah, he's he is back in the race. We we never uh, stopped our partnership, sure. but um, I'm very happy that he said last summer that he's interested to do the exams again and that he will take time for this. For sure, it's a uh, preparation time we spend a lot of time and now these three weeks mm. for him it's uh, it's really expensive for sure yeah but it's also um, good to think about the future to 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 improve our our uh, skills by by the normal process but also by by doing um the the daily life over the two years between the exams so mm. so it's not only about doing the race again together. It's it's also working on us uh, in general. Yeah. And he said the the decision to go with the really small team, you've just got the small van and the, and the two. Um, remember, you and I talked about this the last time that uh, the race has gotten so fast and the teams have gotten so much faster that to do it just with one, which is what you preferred back when you did the first couple, is maybe just too much. It's just too much on the supporter to handle. So I'm curious, what was your decision this time? Was it more driven by Thomas? Was it more driven by you? And and the decision to really just go with the one supporter? I felt that uh, one car with two supporters, it's it's a good combination because mm -hmm. um, they can they can um, help each other for driving, for, for the logistic and everything. And and having two cars for sure, it's it's a good option, but it helps only on some parts. Yeah. And the other, I would say, eighty percent, the the second car, the the more people, it's not useful, and it have to be really uh, in a good balance that they are not too lazy or that they keep up the motivation hmm. all these two weeks because it's not it's not the holiday. Yeah, it's not no. the pleasure. It's uh, after one week, it starts to be hard. Yeah, and and for this we have we we had a a long talk with with uh, different people and and for me it it makes more sense to to keep the, the team small, but but um, efficient. Yeah. So I'm I know that I'm often have maybe some grams or kilograms more 
with me to be safe instead of having support. Mm -hmm. But in the other hand, it, it not makes me much slower. So it makes me slower for one accent. Yeah. Some minutes. Right. But it's not the problem for more days. Right. And more hours. Yeah. This, yeah. this I would say. And, um, and generally there is, um, I, I guess I have a better time with, with one or two person instead of, of, of a group. Yeah. And uh, fun in, is in, important. Yeah. <laughs> the fun is important and, and to talk and to enjoy. And, uh, it's so, so focused these two weeks so that, that it's difficult to, to keep or take time for, for many people. Yeah. I feel like. Final question. Uh, I wasn't planning on asking you this, but when we pass Mont Blanc, we've got Orsiers into the into the Rhone, or we've got Domodossola and the Macagnaga and Domodossola up around the Big Sea. We've got Macagnaga and direct. We've got Bellinzona. We've got the South. We've got all these options. When you, when are you making that call, and are you making that call? Is it something as you're leaving Dente Oche and getting up into that zone? Your weather person, I don't know if you even have a weather person now back home, but is is it is it really, okay, the weather's looking better and I'm going that way, or is it just you calling it on the fly in the sky? The most of the road, I I go step by step along the clouds. Yeah. And and do it quite quite on a small planning. Mm -hmm. But I know that in the, in the area around Mont Blanc, we have to have uh, a better forecast for the next two, three days. Yeah. And for this, I have help at home to to understand better what's happened. Yeah. And we say that when there is north wind, um, then we have better conditions in the south, but it can be too windy and too dangerous. Yeah. So maybe it's more smart to go north. You're talking about yeah. fern when it's fern, really when yeah. it's really strong. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And and the opposite is with south wind. Mm -hmm. So this is a big influence, and uh, in the end. It's it's a decision where we have to take uh, quite early, and then we are in this way. But as you said, there is some some places where you can switch, mm -hmm. where you can go from north to the south, or yeah. So I guess that that uh, depends of the of, of the weather situation. We made this plan A, B, C, D, and then if you go plan A, there is another point for a new decision, and from this point. It's another play A, B, C, D. And we know this already. We read them down. Mm -hmm. um, we spend a lot of hours for, for thinking about these options. And now I can go to the place and I can check the forecast and I can go directly to, to the plan we, we thought. Yeah. And then it's more or less clear what it means in the next decision point. And it makes it easier. Mm. And, and I can have a quicker decision. Mm. And I know the the strong points or the chances, and I know the problems. For example, the south, it's more straight, yeah. but you have air spaces. Yeah. And the north is more far, but it's highway. Yeah. And yeah, finally, I did all the time uh, small steps until the point. And if it was really not clear, I followed my stomach mm. for what I'm Whatever I'm, feels right. Yeah. Uh, it was the same in 2017. I, I made the turn point Matterhorn and then it was straight to the south. And we could go west through France and uh, east through Italy. Mm 
-hmm. Italy, they say it's a no-go because not flyable so much. And the France, uh, French part was more long. But on this time, it was really not clear how good the conditions would be in the next two days. And I didn't know what to do. And I glide down from this high call, the yeah, um, uh, on the backside of Vermont to the south, yeah. And I top landed because I wanted to understand better what's happened. And I called to my meteor guy, and he says, uh, maybe it's 50 50. Hmm. And on the end, I started and I flew, and then I had to decide Aosta or Ibrea. And then there was a storm coming towards Aosta. Mm. And I felt, okay, this is now a no-go. So you have to go left in the yeah. sun. Yeah. And this was the decision. Easy. And finally, I landed. And I know now to go back to France, it's an extra work. Yeah. So keep going. Right. And and finally, it was working. I'm not sure if, if it was fast or not. But at this time, in this place, it was for me easy to decide because of the storm they come. Mm. <laughs> so and often... Often I don't know exactly what to do. I, on the end, I followed the the easiest way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kriegel, thank you. Always such a pleasure, and thank you for being so open and sharing of all your knowledge and uh, terrific win today. Congratulations, and I can't wait to do this again with you. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks so much, and look forward to racing with you on Sunday. Yeah, I'm very happy and. Uh, for me, it's also nice to see that you are here every two years and that you keep up the motivation. And I mean, for us, I give you something to look forward to. Yeah, you're 50. Yeah, yeah. I, often people or journalists ask what you do after when you're not able to fly anymore, and I say mm, it's it's another two, three, uh, another 20 years yeah. that I would fly. And okay, it's 61, so yeah. I will do this for a long time. Yeah, the, I hope. the, the next guests are Simon and, and Thomas and combined, they're my age. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are so young. <laughs> they're so young. Thomas did great. well today. He did great. Yeah, yeah. he flew really fast, really yeah. well. Yeah. It's fantastic to see. Yeah. No, it's cool. I'm I'm very happy to, to start a new adventure. Everybody knows, uh, or everybody not knows, but they, they give me the feeling that I will win for sure. But I told them, no, it's a new race. It's a yeah. new challenge. Things happen. And and you have to go so careful. Yeah. And not only for one, two days. It's for, for That's all it. day until the goal. And, and it's... Got to stay really, healthy for a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really bigger challenge than a competition. Sure. And nobody... I think nobody understands. I don't think so. I think it's very hard <laughs> to understand. Yeah. <laughs> let me... I, I wasn't going to ask you any more questions, but let me ask you one more. Um... After six wins, you know, do you see, do you still see this as a, you'll do five more, 10 more? Do you, would you, is this, will you just keep doing it as long as it's interesting and challenging? Yeah, I say as long my body not doing too much problems yeah. and as long I, I feel a good motivation, Yeah. as long I like it to do because in, in this hike and fly sport, I, I really do only what I like to do. Yeah. And I like to work with persons, with companies, for sponsors. I like to do the um, the media work as well because I can share the the, the good feelings, the the motivation, mm. and I think the most important for all the people in the world is to have a, a goal, uh, to to feel the motivation, to mm. to be happy, to, and also to reach a goal, to feel the the good the good um, feeling, and um, 
yes, why not to to do it again and again because because I can learn in the training and in the preparation time so much mm. and in the race it's so intense but but also good for sure it's painful and, and not so uh, I'm now they they are not uh, all days just funny days yeah um, but but in generally I think I'm happy after yeah and I'm proud to to look back and see what we did yeah and uh, and for this I, I go for the pain mm. <laughs> you're very inspiring mm. thank you Kriegel and uh, good luck have fun be safe and uh, yeah see you thank in Zalemse <laughs> yes it's a long way but it's a long way short, we hope we hope short, yeah Simon, great to have you on the show. I've been actually meaning to get you on for a real show, and we will do that at some point because uh, I've been really impressed with your skyrocket uh, improvement and and your last two X Alps. You've done really well in this race. Uh, but thanks for coming on the Mayhem and, and sharing a little bit of your time. How'd it go today? Um, well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for um, doing the podcast with me. How did it go today? Today was, I have to say, I feel very good, yeah. and it was a nice race. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Cool. And I think that's probably the best that could happen. I didn't um, make my my first flight, my first attempt. You know, when, ah, when, did when you the, have a bad cycle? Were you one yeah, of those that had like to land? So, such a bad cycle. Shoot. You know, it's 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 so hard. You you see the people like Kriegel, Tommy, Maxime. Yeah, making it work. Got a nice bubble. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to join there. No way. (laughs) I just couldn't. And um, the cycle was over. And I had to land again. Woke up again. And it was so hot. It was hot today, man. But then it it worked out great. And I had a really good feeling under my wing. And yeah, everything was, was nice. I got into a flow. And... Therefore, I, I knew I have nothing to win now, but everything to lose if I, if I bomb out or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. this. Don't walk. Yeah. Don't no walk. more walking. Don't yeah. Walk. Yeah. 25K course, I can fly this. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. And, and so easy flying and yeah, I'm happy with that. So I can sleep half an hour more on Monday. There you go. That's not bad either. Yeah. Hey, you got to <laughs> so. look at all the optimistic sides of yeah. these things, don't you? <laughs> You've done really well in this race. You're quite young. I think you just had your 30th birthday. Yeah. Congratulations. And, uh, but yeah, you've done, you've done really well. You seem to have the right approach. I've seen a bunch of your interviews. You're always really happy and stoked and, uh, you seem like quite an opportunist. What, if anything, are you changing this time around? What have you, what have you learned from the last two that, and not necessarily to place better, you've placed really well, uh, but just to, I don't know, do something different uh, in a different way. For me, the approach always was to to make this an adventure mm. and and make it make it like I'm I'm allowed to take part and I can part I don't have to mm. so that was always the focus and when I first participated and then the race started and it was like all gone and it was like okay yeah <laughs> Oh, sorry. Um, okay. And I was like, okay, full speed and 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 flying in conditions where I shouldn't have been flown. And then I landed, and then I realized that, and I wanted to quit. I said, okay, that's that's not good. But then 
Oh, you kind of had was, a, like a coming to Jesus kind of moment. Were, yeah, kind just of, kind of, of. Whoa, wait a minute. That wasn't. That's not the plan. That's that wasn't. Yeah. Okay. It's just as you say. Yeah. yeah. And then I have the luck that I have my best friends with me hmm. and also my girlfriend. And then we said, okay, now let's see. Let's just walk a little bit and talk about it. We we even collect some um, some mushrooms on the way. Yeah. Ah. 2017. And then it was like, okay. Let's do it easy. Tomorrow we go up there and then we look how it's going. And then I. So you must be talking about the 2017 when yeah. we all flew in the fern and the really yeah. dicey day. That yeah, was, that, that day, was yeah. pretty and sketchy. That was, that, that, that was the scariest paragliding I'd ever seen. And I and I was I walked all that night. I yeah. did the terrible move with my night pass, so I saw you guys all flying down, and yeah. it was terrifying. That really was was tough. And then the next day. We, we got a perfect east side started and on the end of the day I was I think 25th or 20, 25th ranking and then I was fifth mm. so I just had no pressure yeah and and that's not so easy to um, to do to yourself so don't pressure yourself during during an event like this sure that's that's not not easy but that's my main goal. Because mm. I know only then I can be good, and only then I can fly really intuitive. Mm. But it's really hard to do. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah. Yeah. How much experience did you have when you came into your first one? I think I had about four, four years of flying. Wow. Four amazing. or five years. Yeah. A lot of people have taught have had on the show. You know, done the exams. You know, four and five years. I just think that's amazing. But I, I did fly it was really on. a lot. Yeah, I, I flew a lot. I, it was um, I started studying and flying together, and uh, it was it didn't it didn't go well for studying. So <laughs> I I was just flying. Yeah. I, is this your job? Yeah, this is my job. Um, the the thing is, I'm with Thomas Friedrich, Tommy yeah. Fly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tommy Fly. Um, we have flying school in Graz. Yeah, together and which so was his father's, correct? It was his father's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and now we are doing it. Yeah, Paul was just in here. Yeah, and he said when he did his first X Alps, Tommy was nine. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> and Paul right. Paul was pretty young yeah. when he did his yeah. first. It's 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 kind of funny because um, we we all are about ten years or one generation each, and when I did my first flight. My first flight from the high hill, like 400 meters altitude difference. Tommy was there. And I think one week later, he did his first flight. Really? There. And he was like super... Tiny little guy. Tiny little guy. And yeah. yeah. But you could tell that he has a very good feeling for the wing because yeah. he's doing his all his life. He, he's just been around it for, since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, oh, was, I'm so jealous yeah. of that. That's, that's so awesome. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> Okay, last two races going into this one. What have you found physically is the most is the hardest thing to to deal with? It depends. Um, if you if the weather is good, I mean, then the physical part is is not that hard. But then you just keep pushing harder because you have more energy. The road is very hard, but maybe not the hardest thing. Um, I think the hardest hardest part is mentally. Mm. You you just have to stay positive, and if you do wrong decisions, um, you have to prepare yourself for that. Mm. 
to to have a plan if if something bad happens like you you bomb out on a super day and when you're pissed off then nothing works yeah and and yeah that's 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 really hard that's really hard yeah, yeah. that's really hard it's easy to say you won't get pissed off but yeah, yeah it's really it's really hard this is a it's kind of a, a tough question i ask this one with one other everything we have and it's, it's a super light race every ounce matters so i know that everything in our bag is obviously we wouldn't take it if it wasn't really important but what are the three kind of pieces of gear that you think yeah that one's that that one's key so do you mean except of the flying equipment yeah i mean yeah. we all have the flying equipment yeah. so that's you know i think i think it would be fair to say okay you got to have the right wing yeah. we all very sure. much love yeah. our wing but but no i'm thinking more little stuff that most people maybe aren't thinking about you know the stuff that that is maybe more mundane in the in the generalized but for us it's actually really pretty key okay there are some things like I need the right shoes, for mm. example, for flying, mm -hmm. because not every shoe is perfect for for the accelerator, and and that kind of have to stick together. Yeah. And and then maybe if you want to go out of the cocoon, the profile gets stuck or something yeah. like. And, and so so the shoes are important for me for mm -hmm. flying. And of walking, course, clothing, and, and walking. Of course, yeah, yeah. That's that's. Do you go? Do you go with like a low drop suit? You know, not much cushion, a lot of cushion. Do you have different ones for doing different things? Yeah, I I, I change a lot okay. on the road. Yeah, because um, every time I feel okay, now the shoe was maybe a little bit too soft. I change to a more without cushioning, and and so I think there's the more you change, the better. Yeah. For me, so so I have, I have different. Um, um, my feet gets different um, rub points and rub wear points. Yeah, areas. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, sure. So, but but I have one thing always. Um, I have one pair of shoes with me that are new. I know the the shoe, but it's always like a little a good thing for me. So like a not a surprise, but. A, a sweet, a sweet, ah, sweet yeah, thing for like me. a little treat, a little treat, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a little treat for me. Um, when I have this shoe, then okay, it's like the cushioning is perfect and yeah, oh, nice. And I, I normally don't have problems with blisters. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah. 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 yeah, I have a lot of problems with <laughs> with my feet, but this, I think I sorted it out after four okay. going into the fourth race. Last question: When you when they opened up the application period this time, so July 1st, I think, what was the one thing that was, I have to do this race again? What was the, what was the overriding, yes, I'm going to apply again, I'm going to do it again. What was the reason why? I guess it was the overall feeling when I stood there in Monaco mm. and my family joined me, so my, my parents were down there my whole team and yeah. we made it to that float you know yeah and that was we all on the beach and you're just happy yeah, yeah. And, and it's such a relief to be there and i thought about that but i also thought about the tough things because yeah. i was very ill very at the race 2019 but we kind of pushed everything through and 
I was so amazed what was possible. <laughs> Let's see what twenty one brings, mm. and that was that was the. the it, drive. it was. I, I get. I, in some ways, I. I mean, I love this course way more than going to Monaco. I think yeah. it's going to be yeah. a lot more fun and staying in the mountains and stuff. Sure. But in some ways, we're also lucky yeah. that we've been there, yeah. and and it's. I I I feel for those who that are that are new or that haven't because it's you know it's kind of it's quite cool getting you know crossing the Alps and ending at the ocean that is quite neat but god that's a terrible place <laughs> the hot 100%. and the concrete and the oh my god but it's really tough yeah oh, miserable down there but Simon thank you uh and nice race today and good luck of course and be safe be healthy and and uh let's have some fun for sure. And congratulations to your race. It was also pretty nice. Thank you. Yeah, no, it really it all just worked. It yeah. worked to, that was good. I've, cool. I've had a rough, we've talked about that on the, already on the show, but I had a pretty bad crash about two and a half weeks ago and uh, I heard that, it yeah. was pretty beat yeah. up. And so today was kind of the first day where I was starting to feel healthy again. So it was just in time. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Uh, First off, nice job today, dude. Pretty good as a rookie on the podium. So uh, fantastic work. How was it? Yeah, just super nice day. When I think back to this morning, it was, uh, yeah, I would never expect this. And uh, now in the evening after this prologue uh, of my first ever Red Bull Ups, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Really. Yeah. I, I never thought that I would be um, on the podium. And uh, yeah, it was a nice battle in the end with uh, Benoit. But uh, yeah, I was a bit higher and a bit faster, and then it was it was good, and uh, I could manage to to get on the podium. Yeah, it's fantastic, crazy. <laughs> I was gonna uh, in 2015. I got we had that was the last time we had kind of a flying race. You know, 2017, yeah. 2019, the weather was pretty bad. Yeah, and and I got third in that one, and it was. You know, when I came into that race, I I, re I literally had no idea if I was going to be the first one eliminated. I just didn't know where I belonged, and it was yeah. it was quite a nice confidence boost. Now you've done, you've been doing some other hike and fly races. I I gather you probably weren't as it wasn't as quite as much unknown as I was back in 2015. <laughs> but is it been is it good for your confidence? Do you feel that did that help going into the main race? Yeah, I think it's always a bit of a confidence boost. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's a perfect start of my, my first race. And uh, yeah, for me, it's the same. So I think Red Bull Itzalps, it's 12 days long. Yeah. And uh, there are so many factors that can go good or wrong. Uh, so I think it's really, really difficult to, to say, okay, I have that and that expectation for the race. Mm. I think it's really important to... Yeah, to to just go there and give your best, and in the end of, at the end of every day, you see where you are and uh, what you have done right or wrong. And uh, after every day, it's quite uh, difficult to to reflect all the all the the things that happened. Mm. But uh, I think it's uh, really important to do and uh, to see okay what I have done right today, what I have done wrong today, and uh, what can I do better tomorrow and uh, learn out of your mistakes. 
and yeah, I will try. <laughs> how how have you approached the preparation and kind of ramping up to this? I know that I, I saw the interview with you and Simon that Tarquin yeah. did, and I know you and Simon have the school together. Has he been quite a quite a good mentor? Did he help you out a lot with just what to expect? I, that was a hard thing for me, is I, I really had no idea. I didn't know, you know, twelve days. It just seemed too much i mean just is it will my body work that long you know yeah so yeah right now i have uh i'm working in the flying school so i overtook the flying school from my dad mm -hmm. and uh yeah i do it together with simon and, uh, and i joined simon already at the last two editions of the race so mm -hmm. in uh, 2000 ah i forgot that you yeah. supported simon. yeah i supported yeah, simon right and, okay uh, like four years ago, it was still allowed to fly together. So mm -hmm. we were flying a lot together in the race. And uh, yeah, it was a super nice time there back then. Mm. And uh, last year I was, uh, so the last edition, two years ago, I was also with him. It was not allowed to fly together anymore. Yeah. But uh, I was still going up to the mountain with him. Then he took off and uh, I flew as well a bit. And uh, yeah, it was a ni nice experience to see how the, the race is going. And uh, I can remember when I was uh, here at the race for the first time, it was when I was a little child. And I was there on, it was the, the prologue on Schaffberg. Okay. It was in Fuschel. Yeah. And I was there with my, with my dad on the on the prologue oh, in 2015 was, yeah, yeah yeah i was also flying there and with my i had a, a scabbard chili yeah with uh the 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 with a light harness and i was also hiking up there and it was like ah oh, all the super good uh exams athletes all the so you've all been the, around this your whole yeah, life yeah it was it was yeah it was the first time i was really into the race yeah and i was following the race since uh yeah since i was a little child really so since That's i amazing. Since Paul was there for the first time, and uh, Paul was also in our flying school, and yeah. when he came for the for the first time in our flying school, he said, "Okay, he wants to do exalts," and he was just a beginner, and everyone yeah. laughed at him. Yeah. And then some years later, he he started at the race, and uh, since then, I was always following the race and said, "Okay, I want to go there. I want to do this also." And uh, what does it feel like to be here? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, can you can you even <laughs> articulate it? Is I mean, you're here, you got third. In the yeah, prologue. It's, it's, I, it's it's pretty hard to 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 realize it. Mm. Uh, so I came here and it's like, okay, now you're an athlete, and all the people around me, are, oh, fuck, it's how how cool is this? Now you're here as an athlete, and I said, yeah, I'm I'm here as an athlete. Sure, uh, fuck. I didn't I didn't realize it yet and, and then today there was the the prologue and I was flying and it was just I I, I also didn't realize that okay now I'm in third position what's going on <laughs> how did this work how did how does this work it was like super nice yeah just just crazy I can't crazy. can't realize it Tommy, your your dad was very famous in this sport. Yeah. He had the school for a long time. Your, yeah. your dad taught Paul and Simon, mm -hmm. and, and and very sadly passed last year. I'm sorry, but he, if he was here, what do you think he'd say to you? Not about today, but going into this race. What advice would he give you? Yeah. So he was always the person that. When I when I had something really special, uh, he was the first person I, I called and I said, yeah, fuck, I did this and I did this. And it's like, so excited for yeah. you. 
he 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 was my flying teacher and i i started flying because of him wow and yeah he was really always the person if it was a, a good good news or bad news i was always always called him and said yeah hey <laughs> i did this and i did this and for sure he would be he would have been the first person that i would call today after mm. the race <laughs> awesome they would have been here but um what what advice do you think he'd have for you what do you what, what advice what you advice know, yeah it's just you know as your dad he's he's got all this experience he's had the school you know you've done well in the prologue what would he say as a you know hey tommy <laughs> on sunday here's what you need to do <laughs> yeah so in the end i think um he was a person that i think he he never showed it like this that's a super nice you, you did this super nice or yeah. you did this super good it was always, always like yeah you did you did good but it was but inside he was really <laughs> super with me you know yeah, so yeah, yeah he was super thrilled and and uh super happy for me and with me but to the outside, it was just, uh, or not to the outside. So to the outside, to other people, it was always like he was super proud. Yeah. And, and uh, everyone told it to me also. But um, to me, it was always like, yeah, you did good, but that that's okay. <laughs> not <Yeah>. too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Not too much praise. Not too, yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dad. I get yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I dad. It's not too much, uh, but... But you did good. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> ah, you're just third. Yeah, maybe you could win. <laughs> ah, I love it. No, no, it's not like this. He was, he was also proud, but yeah, but he was never like, okay, it's super nice, it's so good. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. not not overdo it, but right. yeah, just just the perfect balance. <laughs> mm. you, you mentioned that that you, you mentioned it's quite hard to set kind of correct ex expectations when you don't yeah. really know what you're what you're getting into or what it's even all about totally um but what are your expectations what what, what are your expectations and what are your fears about the race Whew, that's hard so like i said before expectations i think it's it's um it's pretty hard to to say okay i have this and this expectation for the race because it's that long and mm. uh, so many things can happen and like I said before so many things can go good or can go wrong like today it was just super lucky that the, that the terminals were right there when we took off it was, yeah and, and then afterwards other people took off and and uh, yeah and they had to it was, it was done so yeah. the terminals were done they were done for or the next cyclos were coming mm -hmm. and um, yeah so I think it's not always uh, just that you yeah in the end it's in the end you see who is the better one who is the, the not the better one yeah but um but uh for for some moments maybe you you need luck too so yeah. it's it's sometimes some something work out and for another one it, it uh, don't work out so you fly there and the terminal is there and you you climb up and another one came there and and or come there and uh the terminal is is, is gone so sure, sure. <laughs> so you need a bit of luck but um yeah in the end my my expectation or my goal for the race is is um for sure to to get to the goal in in Salamse, yeah but also to to just give my best and i will try to give my best and and uh yeah keep up the good vibes mm. i think that's the most important thing stay happy stay happy yeah mm. that's that's always my motto in life also just just stay happy it's not so 
I think it's it's not possible to like always be happy. Yeah. But uh, because if you are always happy, there is no happy or no yeah. bad anymore. <laughs> right. But, you lose uh, perspective. Yeah. But there, there's no time in, or the life is too short for for bad vibes. So mm. just try to stay happy and and uh, yeah, the good good times will come again. <laughs> yeah, like, like the song, like the song. Yeah, like the song. Yeah. Um, Last question: Do you have do you have any specific fears about the race? And that could be, uh, I don't mean scary, yeah, but yeah, yeah. any anything that's that you're worried about yeah. in terms of maybe part of the course or yeah. your team or your your own preparation. Anything, <laughs> anything that's just kind of needling you at night, keeping you up a little bit before the race. So one big fear is for sure are the, the airspaces and the no landing zones. There are so yeah. many and it's, yeah. it's every year it's getting more difficult yeah. with the with the airspaces and not only on the XRP route, it's like always where you fly, it's it's they're getting more and more airspaces. But at the XRP, it's a, it's a disaster if you if you go into one yeah. and uh, it can be over. Yeah. Just uh, you just don't realize that you're in and then and then the race is over for you. So, do you have the do you have the side view? Uh, do you use Fly Sky High by any chance, or um, do you use uh, XC Track? I use XC Track. Yeah. Does it have the side view? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, this mm. saves me. I, I try to tell everybody yeah. about this. Yeah. This saves me in this race. So the side view is you know you got your map page ah, okay. there. Yeah. And this has the airspace. So see like where we are. So this has the ceiling. Yeah. And your predictor line. Okay. So you know this is that right there is the the barney the the no hunting zones here yeah, 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 so if you're yeah. on if you're on that line yeah. the show is just you can't go through there okay so you'll see it there you know like yeah. you normally do but this side view for me that you know nice. say say yeah. coming out of the geisberg mm -hmm. and it steps up right yeah. oh yeah. man it makes it so nice yeah and i know super. a lot of that's, people that have good. hit because of that good. you know i yeah, have to i have to look for yeah. it's a nice thing to have yeah, yeah. um sure. or free tip but yeah. uh yeah because there's a lot of airspace yeah sure and it can really can really destroy your your race yeah yeah so it's, it's super hard. easy way Just, to take yourself right out of flow yeah that's <laughs> it yeah that's it so and you yeah so it's it's really difficult because in yeah you practice it in 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 the preparation you fly and uh, no because we don't have the airspace at home yeah we have, have we have yeah you have <laughs> we don't literally have no airspace where yeah I that's that's nice <laughs> well it is, it's lovely but that's when nice. i when my first race i was petrified of the airspace yeah. and now yeah. because of that it yeah. has really helped yeah. if i had to do it just on the Flymaster, no way i can't do it yeah, yeah. and it's not because i just don't know the Flymaster that well but i, yeah, yeah. I have to have it visually like yeah. that where i can see it and sure. kind of understand it because now i i struggle with airspace sure yeah yeah that's cool I use XC track and it's also working quite good. And there's um, the the distances yeah. to the airspaces, but uh, yeah, there are so many no no flight zones because of hunting also, yeah. and uh, no planned landing zones. It's, it's yeah, that one's weird. They've never had that before. Yeah, and that one is weird. Of so yeah, it's it's it makes the race even more difficult. And, so I uh, have a plan for yeah. this, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just fly through those parts. Yeah, sure. The no landing zones. Yeah, I would say too. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good plan. We 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 take all the difficult parts of the route and then we fly through there. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's my plan too. So I, I would like to do it. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's do and then that. we we arrive in Goal after ten days because it's super nice for flying. There we go. So that's that. There we go. Let, let's do it like let's this. do it like that. <laughs> sounds Perfect. good. Sounds good. That's the plan.
<laughs> nice job today. Uh, great, great work and congratulations. And I'm really excited to race with you, you. and everybody else on yeah. Sunday. And if there's anything I can do to help you out, let me know. But Thank thanks, you. thanks for your time. Thank you for the nice talk. If you find the cloud-based mayhem valuable, you can support it in a lot of different ways. You can give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or however you get your podcast. That goes a long ways and helps spread the word. You can blog about it on your own website or share it on social media. You can talk about it on the way up to launch with your pilot friends. I know a lot of interesting conversations have happened that way. And of course, you can support us financially. This show does take a lot of time, a lot of editing, a lot of storage and music and all kinds of behind the scenes cost. So if you can support us financially, all we've ever asked for is a buck a show. And you can do that through a one-time donation through PayPal, or you can set up a subscription service that charges you for each show that comes out. We put a new show out every two weeks. So, for example, if you did a buck a show and every two weeks, it'd be about $25 a year. So way cheaper than a magazine subscription, and it makes all of this possible. I do not want to fund this show with advertising or sponsors. We get asked about that uh, pretty frequently, but... For a whole bunch of different reasons, which I've said many times on the show, I don't want to do that. I don't like having that stuff at the front of the show. And I also want you to know that these are authentic conversations with real people. And these are just our opinions, but our opinions are not being skewed by sponsors or advertising dollars. I think that's a pretty toxic business model. So I hope you dig that. Um, you can support us. If you go to cloudbasedmayhem.com, you can find the places to support. You can do it through patreon.com forward slash cloudbasedmayhem. If you want a recurring subscription, you can also do that directly through the website. Uh, we've tried to make it really easy, and that will give you access to all the bonus material, little video casts that we do and extra little uh, nuggets that we find in conversations that don't make it into the main show, but we feel like you should hear. We don't put any of that behind a paywall. If you can't afford to support us then just let me know and i'll set you up with an account of course that'll be lifetime and hopefully and you're being in a position someday to be able to support us but you'll find all that on the website uh, all of you who have supported us or even joined our newsletter or bought cloud-based mayhem merchandise t-shirts or hats or anything you should be all set up you should have an account and you should be able to access all that bonus material now thank you so much for listening i really appreciate your support and we'll see you on the next show. Thank you. Thank you.